We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I can't even keep myself together right now, but I'm here as always with the elated Rohan Kadi. Rohan, tell the people why we are so excited right now. So, uh, as of around 15 minutes ago, no, it's been like half hour already. Wow. Uh, we got, uh, we got the shams alert of a lifetime, uh, maybe not a lifetime, but it, it feels like it right now saying Milwaukee star guard drew holiday and the bucks have agreed to a four year maximum contract extension worth up to $160 million. It happened, Ty. Let's yeah. go. I mean, this is, I feel like outside of, you know, actual play, which we'll get into later in the pod, the last thing that was really weighing on me about the Bucks this season was we need this extension to get done one way or another. I think we've talked about it on like the last five podcasts. I think every single time we said, hey, we don't care what the dollar ends up looking like. Get that extension done. Drew Holiday, far too important to the Bucks. He's up there with Giannis in terms of closing games um, for the team. He's, he's been a closer on this team. And I don't want to have that exact debate right now about which of those two, but I think it's those two, right? And that really encapsulates how important he's become since the All-Star break. He's just been tremendous. I know Jordan Tresky tweeted, tweeted the numbers. I can't even talk right now. Uh, recently, um, Jordan always with the, the Fire Bucks content, but Drew Holiday just – a hugely important player in the 12 games since the break, 20.8 points, shooting 54, 44, 89 shooting splits, over six assists, over five rebounds, nearly two steals. 
the guy has just been phenomenal. I think he is pretty clearly right now the Bucks' second best player. I know on our Spinsters pod, we agreed, or at least you posited, no matter what, who who is better, him or Chris, he might be the second most impactful player. I think now both things are true, and I think the Bucks locked him up long term, which it just had to happen. If if this what if this didn't get done, I'm entering official panic mode. So the number is the number. We'll get into that, but I think my first reaction. I know what my first reaction was. I literally yelled, let's go. This had to get done. Thank goodness it got done. Yes, for sure. That was my exact reaction as well. Just absolute elation as you would uh, use it in your adjective thing. I I can't talk either, man. Uh, (laughs) That's the type of feeling we're getting right now because we've seen Drew Holiday just absolutely dominate, like you've mentioned, the last few weeks since he's come back from, you know, unfortunately contracting COVID. And he's just come back on a tear, an absolute tear. He's definitively the Bucks' second best player. That's not even close anymore. Yes. Uh, I think that's... We we can have that debate a little later, like you mentioned, but I think that speaks more to Drew than it does to Chris, though. It speaks to both, I will say. Yeah, we'll get. Well, I don't even want to sour these good vibes. No, no, we can't. with that with with the second part of that conversation right now. I think it does speak to both, but I think more importantly for this deal, I think it's not like Drew showed up and was okay, and Chris didn't play well, so he became the second best player. Like, Drew took the mantle. Drew snatched the – I mean, I don't want to say crown, right, as it's like the second best player. I don't, the scepter, I don't know. what He snatched something away from Chris to become that. Um, 30-year-old Drew Holiday going to be in Milwaukee, I presume, for the next four years. Uh, Carlos said overpay and then just kidding. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get to the, the number um, very shortly. But before we get to the, the dollars – are we assuming that part of this, he declines his player option and then the deal starts? That's what I would assume, yeah. but I guess I'm not. No, wait, I, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, that would have to be the case. Would it? Would it have to be? Or does he have the option? I think he has the option, but I think he'd rather make $40 million than $27 million. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, you get more locked-in money if you take it all. Obviously, like you get five years of guaranteed money after this instead of four years, but I think that... Yeah, I think he. I think you'd want to just bet on yourself and have the earning power. Personally, I mean, look at guys like Kyle Lowry in their mid thirties are still like no question getting, if not max, very close to max deals. So I think if if Drew ages as well as Kyle Lowry, it's it's going to be a, a no doubt contract. I think it is anyway. Um, I'll I'll try to look here while we're talking about the the player option or whatever. I assume my running assumption is that it's declined and this is the Drew will be here for four years after this season, but. Any concern from you whatsoever about the money on this thing, Rohan? Absolutely not. Absolutely none whatsoever. It's. I'm glad you mentioned Kyle Lowry because he is going to be dictating this point guard market. And as we saw in the, uh, as we saw in the sort of trade speculation, sort of things that were you know sort of floating around regarding Kyle Lowry, is that uh, he wanted an extension on the table when he got traded to a new team. If he got traded to a new team, which he didn't end up doing. But that's with the assumption that he's getting a massive deal, a massive deal in free agency. And the two teams that really have cap space uh, this upcoming free agency are going to be, what is it, Miami, Toronto, Dallas, all the losers of uh, Giannis staying, which, by the way, just, yeah, that's just a giant middle finger to them again, uh, which is just absolutely beautiful. 
absolutely beautiful. This is a win in all regards for just pure spite and also just the bucks. <laughs> so I have no concern with the money whatsoever. It will not end up being an overpay because if you get a ring, there's no overpay whatsoever. I mean, this is this is the, the rate of business in the NBA. If you have a player who we can dictate all-star or whatever as long as we want. If Drew stays anywhere near his current level and his current role on the team next year, I think the all-star thing is just going to be open and shut first because I've already seen that going right. He hasn't been an all-star since 2013. He's going to be one in 2022 um, if I, unless the Bucks somehow add somebody else or Chris just surges to such an extent. But I feel like his comfort level and familiarity with the Bucks now going forward, I just think I, I don't think he's going to miss out handily uh, next year at this time or, or a little earlier or whatever. I did just look it up in the CBA FAQ. So it can be extended either way if the player or team opts in or opts out. Um, as long as the extension adds at least two new seasons, if there's an opt out, which obviously this one does. So I think we just won't know for now. I think it's safe to assume that um, we will that it's going to be the four years. Uh, Cody says Philly fans saying overpay are hilarious after paying Tobias five years, 180 million. Um, I mean, in all fairness, Tobias has been great this year. It yeah, hasn't always year. been the this case year. on this contract this year. Um, and Carlo has some good numbers in the chat. If you're in here on the app uh, of what it's going to look like, and it looks like with bone, the bonuses are going to be big. And I, Oh, there's a player option in year four. We just learned from Cham from Shams Charania. Um, so player option in year four, I would assume that the player option is definitely declined. Then he said year four, which to me indicates that there are four years on this extension and on his contract. But um, I, I've heard that the bonuses and incentives and in contracts are supposed to basically remain very similar on extensions. Um, I was told that today. So I would assume that Drew's contract will be laid out. It'll basically look a lot like his current contract, but I'm with you on there's no way this thing is going to be an overpay no matter what. And I think what people are really forgetting or just ignoring because like nobody wants to ever say the Bucks won anything, right? Like that's the Bucks don't win in the eyes of quote check, unquote uh, national Check the media location of people who are uh, yeah. spewing the hate. Just say that. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say that. A lot, a lot of Canada, a lot of Pennsylvania, a lot of California uh, happening right now. But I think and probably some Bristol coming soon. But the Bucks can't do anything. Anyway, I, I, Justin just put this in the chat. There, there's no alternative, right? Like they're not going to have cap space next season. Like if Drew opts into his player option or just opts out, they're not going to have functional cap space, right? There's going to be no way to acquire a player close to Drew Holiday's caliber. Like what? You're going to let him walk to not pay him whatever, six, seven million more than than you want to. Again, it's it's such a small number. If you lose the player over that, it's ridiculous. And if you don't pay it to him and he leaves, what you you have a bigger MLE. You can go get another DJ Augustine. Uh, you better keep that open. We need that flexibility. No, like you keep Drew Holiday no matter what it costs. The guy is way too important. We gave John Horst two upstocks for this deal, not even knowing the full details and everything. Player option is great for Drew. I'm fine with that. I have no issue with that either. Um, the, what matters that's just is... The, that's the John Horst special right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. We should have known from the jump there'd be a player option on any John Horse contract. But um, what matters is Giannis and Drew for the next five postseasons. That's what the Bucks have now. Five oh straight postseason runs, four, I guess, pending player option. But, you know, half a decade of playoffs oh. with Giannis and Drew and whatever else the Bucks can assemble and probably Chris. I'm assuming Chris is going to be around. But that's that's what matters, and that's what's important 
Giannis is not ever going to be a buck without any help around him. The team is going to do what they need to do, overpay or not. I don't think it is. I don't think it can be. I agree with that take, but I think you need to admire the fact that no matter what, the Bucks were going to not let Giannis be like him and then maybe Chris and then nothing else. Like there are reinforcements. There are great players on this team. And I think at this point, it looks like the Bucks are going to be able to contend given health every single year for Giannis' Supermax. That's just, can we appreciate that for a minute? Can we appreciate that? That's incredible. What this, like, I'm not one to just pander to this organization. No. Yeah, we'll say that. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's very, very, it's an incredible job. It is an absolutely incredible job. We've seen uh, teams and franchises sort of just completely mess this up around their superstars. And then they're just left with nothing. That's not what's going on with Milwaukee. That's not at all what's going on with Milwaukee. They actually surrounded Giannis with elite talent, and they've kept that talent, and they've built contender year after year, and they're going to have contenders, like you mentioned, for the next like half decade at minimum. That's incredible. Correct. Um, Justin asks, is this the full amount in years they could have offered? I think yes. yes. I think it is. So the maximum a contract can be, unless there's like uh, it's a designated extension or something, is – five total years and that counts this year that's still here so yeah the player option must be gone because it's four years on top of this current season you can't sign a guy longer than that under the cba and it sounds like they're giving drew um as much as they can given the current structure of his contract and incentives and unlikely and everything else so it might end up actually looking like less on the cap than it does what he actually gets paid which is like to me it's a win-win like please spend Spend that Bucks ownership money on Drew, but if there's a little bit more room to sneak in a biannual or whatever, then then let's do it. So it does seem like they they backed up the truck and said, "Here's what we can give you. Please stay." And Drew said, "Hell yeah, let's do it. I'm finally on a team with a generational big man who is going to put me in a position to win in the playoffs, which I oh, think is what he wants to, to do." Ears. Music to my ears, Ty. Mm. I think this is just just a just a general thought. This season by uh, Drew and Giannis and this Bucks team is a massive indictment on Anthony Davis. Oh, well, is it not? I had to lean into it because I'm seeing that that's like, I mean, I'm seeing Bucks Twitter lash onto that idea. They had some horrible injury luck. Um, it's not, a, it's a, not great for Anthony Davis. I will say, I mean, they looked amazing when they beat Portland, but the the flip side is, I think every year they lost in the playoffs, they lost to the Warriors and it's just kind of hard to beat the Warriors so in all seriousness I don't think they didn't even make the playoffs well I know but usually when they did it was like Drew played 60 games and Anthony Davis played 50 games and it might be more an indictment of Anthony Davis's health than than anything else and like Eric Gordon not being good Buddy Heald not being good the West being good I think it's overblown I think it's fun but I think it's overblown in all honesty I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into it that's fine (laughs) Let's tackle, let's tackle, and I'm not necessarily calling Hassan a hater in the chat, but let's tackle the Brogdon question that is going to get floated every time. It's probably, but it's, and Cody just said, like, the, everyone's just tired of hearing about Brogdon, but do you guys think that paying Drew $160 million and giving up five first-rounders is better than paying Brogdon $85 million? Here's the thing. Like, if it makes them more likely to win a title, then the answer is yes, right? Like, isn't that the whole goal? Like, I, I think... NBA analysis just gets too caught up in assets and cap and everything else when it's like, I remember the Lakers had no assets and no cap and they couldn't do anything. 
And then they got Anthony Davis and were like ready to win titles. I just feel like the teams just, and, and it's not that I'm not trying to hate. No, no, no. It's, 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 I think it is a valid question. I agree with Rohan, but I see why people are tired of talking about it. I think this was not the optimal path. I think the optimal path would have been retain Brogdon and not get the, the picks from Indy and then flip him in the Drew trade and give up less picks. I certainly think I would rather pay Drew more than Brogdon and have Drew. Like, I think the ceiling is just higher. No question. Um, and health concerns, there's some with Drew, there's more with Brogdon. So give me Drew for sure. Like, I want the highest ceiling possible, even if it's not, you know, the ideal VORP per cap dollar spent or whatever. I don't care about that. Like, I want the highest ceiling possible with Giannis on the team. The picks is unfortunate, but I don't look at it as one or the other. Like, the you have to look at decisions are made one at a time. And where the Bucks were at the time they acquired Drew and then paid Drew, I think they did the best they could in both cases. Like, you need to go get that guy if you can get that guy. And now it's looking like, now that he's locked up, you know, give up as much for CP3, given that the, the Bucks were in a, uh, you know, uh, against the, uh, in a, over a barrel, I guess, in a barrel going over a waterfall yeah. when they were trying to acquire a star player this all, summer all of the, to pair with Giannis. Yeah. All, yeah, all of the terrifying euphemisms. Um, they, they would have had to just give up whatever they could, I think, to get anyone. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I would rather have Drew going forward than Brogdon, than CP3, who I don't think you want to sign to a five-year total contract at this point in his career. Uh, DeRozan, whoever else. Bogdan, give me Drew. They got uh, Drew. Drew. I think Drew that's 100%. what matters. Drew as your best, like your second best player is title worthy. Brogdon as your third best player is not, at least in my opinion. Like, cause that's what it would be yeah. like. Cause I don't think Brogdon is better than Chris Middleton. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. It's Ty again, this time to talk to you about hosting your own podcast with our distributor, Blue Wire Pods. And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, 
Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only 15 bucks a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about the bucks, then make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check the description box in this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. Oh man, we're just kicking a really tough Chris Middleton conversation down the down the road here. I'm going to keep kicking though. We're going to keep kicking that yeah, conversation um, as much as possible. We're going to keep li- uh, creep, keep. Wow, I'm really struggling. We're going to keep enjoying <laughs> this Drew Holiday talk because I just I don't know. I just, I said this earlier. I just want to appreciate the moment. It's incredible. We're seeing reactions from some of the players. We saw Bobby Portis tweet like right now worth every penny. Uh, congrats, Drew Holiday. We saw Jordan Wara with a heart. It's just it's it's great, and even like Shams in his one of his tweets, he says uh, since his trade to the Bucks in November, Holiday better familiarized himself with the roster, coaching staff, and front office, and wanted to commit to the franchise and years of competing for championships in Milwaukee. That's incredible, and also we cannot ignore this fact is that we have retained Drew and Lauren and the Holiday family in Milwaukee mm. as sort of great people in the community and helping out the community as they've been doing and will continue to do, which is beautiful. The Bucks are just so easy to root for right now. Giannis drew two man core going forward is such a fun two man core to root for. Like, I feel like our best Giannis and drew content is ahead of us. And that's really saying something. Yeah, it really is. Like we're starting to see flashes of it right now. And actually, I don't even think we are. Because we're seeing a little a little downspell from Giannis. I say that as he just scored 47 points last game. But <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say here. We're seeing like, oh, he's, it's, it's that point of the season where he's resting a bit. And now we're just seeing Drew just go absolutely nuts. What happens when they both go absolutely nuts together? We haven't seen that yet. What happens when they're drunk on a float going down a street in Milwaukee after the championship during the parade. Like oh that's the God. content I'm waiting for. I think I pass um, out. I think that's the end. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to be there somehow. Uh, oh, 100%. hopefully. Yeah. I, I think at this point I would probably be able to do something in person. I think we're, you know, enough people are getting vaccinated. Hopefully we can get there. Um, Cody brought up the last, the last drew point. I think I want to touch on before we transition to the buck stocks and everything else. He said, we'll be interesting to see how this extension is viewed in the short term versus how it is viewed after seeing his playoff form in a Bucks jersey. Like, first, I think it's going to turn out, you know what the tweets are going to be in the playoffs? It's going to be the same that they have been all regular season from Bucks Twitter, where it's like, send New Orleans more picks. Like, this was robbery. I think it's going to be like, can we give Drew more money? Like, can we make it eight guaranteed years with can five we, player can we options? Can sign him to the Supermax, even though he's not eligible? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I think I think that's what Bucks Twitter is going to be feeling after some playoff games with Drew. Um, this is my take, my, my, I think my last meaningful take. Andrew Holiday, not ever, hopefully. I don't think we've seen his best Bucks basketball yet. Like, I think when the one time he was in a winnable playoff series, not against the Warriors on the Pelicans, it was him and Anthony Davis, and he annihilated Damian Lillard and put up just ridiculous numbers on both ends. 
And you can just tell like he's built for those moments. Like he's built to activate that higher gear and, and leave it all out there and win. I mean, we've seen it in the regular season too. We've seen him go win games that were kind of in that in-between space of like one team's going to take over and win. Drew is a guy who can take over the game and win it for your team. The Bucks needed that. I think Giannis is working on that. We're seeing some closer Giannis too. You can't have enough of those guys, right? Like look at uh, the 16 Cavs when they beat that amazing Warriors team. It was like LeBron and Kyrie just like going back and forth, like keeping up with each other, both dropping 40. And I don't mean to compare those two players directly, but that's the idea of why like, not? let's enjoy who, that. It, yeah. Why not? Um, who's the closer there can both be the closer. Like let's trade buckets. Like let's make it so everyone's ready for Drew to do something. And then Giannis does or vice versa. That's the situation you want to be in. And I think, I just think the best Drew holiday games are yet to come. I think he is literally sorry, bled, but the inverse bled. So of like, I think you're going to see his best ball in the postseason when the Bucks need it most. I don't think he's going to shy away from those moments. I'm so excited. I'm so excited like, for the we're, playoffs. We're seeing, that, we're seeing that right now in the regular season, like these last couple of games, because, uh, you know, uh, Chris and Giannis have been in and out of the lineup. Giannis hasn't been himself, like I mentioned. We're seeing like, oh, Drew, we need you to go win this game. He's like, fine, I guess I'll do it right now. And then he'll go win yeah. the game uh, for the Bucks Every night in the playoffs, he's going to bring that. We've seen that from him, and he will do it. <laughs> like, that's going to be Drew Holiday every single minute of every game in the postseason. Yeah, that's, and he is the one, the one, the one perimeter player on their roster who like can have the ball anywhere and within four seconds be shooting a good shot no matter what, right? Like he has the handle to get to the rim and his touch around the rim is just just obscene. Like it looks like he shoot. It's almost like hook shots. Like his it layups are so interesting to watch. Yeah, it's like it's almost like he's a big when he's down low, but they always go in like it's ridiculous. His step back threes this season have been simply absurd. Like clearly that was something that he was working on and, and the results are showing like feels like he's never going to miss those. He can get his own shot whenever he needs to. That's so, so huge to the Bucks. And then, I mean, someone uh, in the chat, let me grab the name. Matt said it's great for the culture of this team in the future. I think like, yes, like just how great of a person he and Lauren are both are is part of that. Also, like he's literally making them better defensively by bullying Bud into switching. Like he's huge for the culture and just the way the Bucks play in a way that is like bigger than most even good players are. Like his importance to the Bucks, it's really hard to overstate at this point. Yeah, it's it's just it's absolutely obscene what we've been seeing this season. There's there's a reason every time Drew Holiday does something on the court that we mentioned that we noticed, we just gush all over it because we have not we haven't seen this type of player in Milwaukee during this era. We haven't, and now we have it. And I just I can't wait. I can't. Is it playoffs yet? Is it playoff time yet? <laughs> we gotta get that one May seed. Twenty second. I want that one seed. Uh, yeah, I think it's late May. Yeah, I think it's I think the twenty second is game one. Yeah, um, I think that um, one more question before we get to our, our stocks. Buck stock market, um, we're going to start that very soon, do our moves, and, and just talk about everyone's prices. Drew Holiday, coincidentally, the second most valued Buck stock. Literally before this extension, the last four games have all been up stocks for Drew. Like, he's been great every night. It's reflected it. No one has a longer active streak. It's not even close. I think Brooke Lopez has a streak of two positive games active that nobody else has more than one. Um, so Drew has just been as so crucial. Hassan asks, just what do you guys think the Bucks need to change going forward to fix their playoff struggles? 
put the ball in this guy's hands, they just sign more. Is like the answer. I think there's a there's a lot of answers. You know, getting Giannis moving more. Uh, the dunker spot has been good for him to make it harder to uh, barrier him. Excuse me, barrier him off. But Thank just you. having Drew and playing smarter on both ends is going to be huge for this team. So I think I think it's going to be an entirely different look from the Bucks, and that's what's been exciting about all the stuff they're trying right now, switching or the ill-fated zone, which I think there's some potential there, but um, more pick and roll, like other, other looks offensively is like, that's the kind of stuff you need to be able to do. And and they still need to iron out, you know, not everything is not perfect here, but almost all of it in some way, shape or form has to do with drew, which is why I think he's just so important to this team. Yeah. I just, I have one thing. Do we, I want to know if they gave drew pens. Yeah, I know. I can't believe we haven't heard anything about pens this whole time. Like, I hope so. I yeah, I, I honestly, I really hope so. Maybe it's like Drew's not completely. He's not. He's not one of them yet. He hasn't been like on the on the roster for a while. Obviously, obviously, the honest ex- extension was more impactful than this one. <laughs> uh, so maybe that's yes. why there was a whole yes. thing being made about pens. Uh, but I want to know if Chris and Pat, maybe Giannis even joined in on the pen thing. Maybe gave him to uh, Drew Holiday. That's something he probably we just need passed to find. along the pens they gave him. What, what yeah, is Giannis doing with pens? I don't know if Giannis is writing down stuff by hand all that often. I guess actually, I, I feel like he is. I feel like he's His one notebooks. of those guys. Isn't, yeah, he's a notebook guy. He uh, mm-hmm. the the yeah he takes a lot of notes. So I, I lied. He probably has used up half those pens already. He's learning a lot from Drew. <laughs> I think uh, I think and vice versa, maybe. Um, okay, stocks. Let's do stocks. Let's do stocks. Buck stock radio, folks. We got our moves to make on the buck stock market. We both have twenty to spend, right? Yep. Um, big moves this week. You're you're beating me now. Your portfolio is worth more two forty six to two twenty five. Part of that is Bud stock no longer being such an albatross, only at minus two right now. Part of that is you just have like everyone's freaking stocks available oh and we're actually you actually no it's more than that because horse stock went up but i'll i'll update that later um horse stock now valued at four after the drew news but we both have 20 to spend uh neither of us our shorts did not pay off you shorted Bryn. he went i think up down up um so net up i shorted wara he just went up good week for jordan wara that was fun uh especially this last game on saturday night but are you selling any buck stock? It feels hard to sell buck stock right now, but is there any moves you're making to move off of any stock? Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with no for right now. You're holding on. Yeah, actually this is tough. This is tough. This is uh, the drew news completely threw off my plan. Uh, for, I know for right? what I wanted to do. Here. <laughs> um, I'm going to, oh my goodness. I don't think I can sell anything. I'm going to sell my share of Chris Middleton. Oh, it's time. It's time to have this conversation. It's time to have this conversation. Okay, now. let's do it. Uh, Chris, Chris starts the week worth 19 per share, goes on to 18, comes back up to 19, goes back down to 18. So a net negative for Chris. Justin said, if you guys lost money on shorts, the numbers would not look good. Yeah, they would look terrible. Uh, we would be like, We'd be buying like PJ Tucker every week and nothing else, but I'm going to sell my one Chris for 18. 
it's just concerning, man. Like the performances lately, I think at one point he was one for 11 last night and he kind of puts it together and then has a terrible turnover late in the game. We were texting during the game like, oh, maybe he's going to get himself back up to a neutral value day. You know, maybe he's not going to get the downstock for his performance and just an ugly turnover late in the game to kind of keep Sacramento involved. It's just been tough. Um, and I just feel like I don't know what's going on exactly, but it feels like something it's another one of those games i believe where he scored 15 or less which he's done nearly as much as he scored 20 or more since the start of february something i I just i need to see him play well for like two three straight games before i'm a believer in him again right now like i'm just i'm just so concerned about his level of play i I just i need to see some sustained excellence and i'm not seeing it right now so i just want to move off the stock in case there's uh even more tanking also big reverse jinx opportunity here so you're welcome chris yeah let's just let's let's get into it so chris middleton has not been great i've been i've said this like the last week now he is clearly the third best player on the bucks and that's yeah i don't know if that's really been affecting him really like drew is sort of like supplanted him as the second best player on the on the team and that's gotta you know mess with the guy a little bit who knows but he's just he's looked off he has not been finding his spots he's been trying to get involved we saw or the team has been trying to get him involved we saw at the beginning of the portland game on was that uh friday uh immediately like the first couple possessions just like give the ball to chris let him get into a rhythm and it doesn't really happen we don't we don't really see that sort of go he he ends up shooting like eight of 13 from the field uh, only gets he gets twenty points, but still that was like a great game for Chris Middleton in that regard because it was the first time he'd scored twenty since like late March against Boston. Like that's that's the type of games we've been seeing from Chris Middleton right now. It's kind of disappointing given that we we have been two of the biggest Chris supporters out there in the entire world. I would say so. It's just it's really tough to see what he's been doing. However. That's why you get a guy like Drew Holiday, right? Yeah. Because he is capable of being the second best player. It used to be uh, there was a clear hierarchy of Giannis, then Chris, then Bledsoe. Because Bledsoe was not ever playing at a level where he could supplant Chris Middleton. He would have stretches, like let's say during the regular season, but it would be like stretches, like a month-long stretch or something, and not not really anything you would expect to sustain. Now with Drew Holiday, and which is why it's even better that he's locked up long term. Thank you, John Horace. Thank you, Drew Holiday, for signing once again. <laughs> We're seeing that, okay, we have another guy who's capable of being the second best player. And at times, like he can be the best player on the court. I don't think that's a yeah. That's that's not far fetched. Chris Mim- no, is I, I don't not think doing so. that. And he's clearly the third best. He's the third option on this team. And that could end up being a good thing. It could. Like, Chris as your third option is really, really good, especially if you do get Chris sort of getting out of the slump a little bit. As we know, he tends to get into slumps, and then he gets out of slumps, then he gets back in. He's just such a he's such a streaky and moody player. It's, just, it's so disappointing to see it like this, because we know what he's capable of, and he just doesn't do it. He's just, he's, it's disappointing. It's very disappointing. He is playing at a level where it's just disappointing. Yeah, over his last four games, Chris Middleton scoring 17 plus six assists, which is nice. At least he's been he's been diving a little bit, which is good to see. Uh, just under five rebounds of a steal and a half per game, 
43% from the field, 33% from three. Hasn't missed a free throw in uh, in four games, though, which is good because he had some weirdly bad <laughs> free throw shooting uh, at times earlier this season. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's not as bad as it feels, I think. Um, and I know somebody in the ch- – I think Justin uh, made this point. His numbers don't even look terrible, like season-long, even recently. I mean, 17-6-5 and five is not – or 5-6 and six is not terrible. It's just not that good. And it's just – there's so much floating. Like, I feel like he ends up with 16 points in the Sacramento game Saturday night. But for the longest time, he had like two or two to four points going into the second half. I think – potentially even in the fourth quarter. I don't remember if it was late third or early fourth when he finally started to, you know, make some shots and, and get into it and get to the line a little bit, which was desperately needed in a game without Giannis Antetokounmpo in the lineup. But he's just been a little too floaty for me. And I don't know if it's the adjustment with Drew now or or what it is, if it's just another Chris slump like we have seen these in the past. I hope we don't see any come playoff time. It is interesting to think about, though, like how the game could change for him as a third option. Like, I, I almost feel like I want a lot more catch and shoot shots for Chris, like especially in a big playoff game when you really and this is I hope the Bucks do this this year, like take every possession seriously, guys. Like, let's not have Dante DiVincenzo taking a Drew Holiday fadeaway from like 15 feet that hits front iron and is damn near a turnover. Um, like let's take possession seriously. Let's, you know, have Drew and Giannis on or very near the ball at all times. If Chris is operating a lot off ball and like catch and shoot threes and like playing like almost Clay Thompson-esque, I feel like he could be an absolute weapon, but it's just difficult because his role and, and what we've wanted to see and what the Bucks have wanted to see has fluctuated so much. I mean, when he first sort of emerged onto the scene as a player people cared about, like nationally, he was that three and D player. And now, I mean, the issue with him being clay now is the D hasn't really been there all season. It'd be nice if maybe if he is asked to do a little less dribbling on offense, maybe that comes back a little more. And I don't want to take the ball out of his hands completely, but maybe run some of those plays that they run for Bryn Forbes and, and Sam Merrill, like run him through elevator doors and get him wide open and shooting. Like maybe that'll help everything else come together for him. We know Chris can hit a set shot from anywhere. I think the bus bucks, could use working more of those into a shot diet here. Yeah, it's. I like that you brought up the Clay Thompson sort of role, given he's not the shooter that Clay Thompson is. Clay, Clay's like a top yeah, two nobody shooter is. of all time, and he might not be top yeah. two. Yeah, or not be number two. I'll say that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chris Middleton as a third option is the defense in the playoffs. Okay, so our immediate concern is Giannis, obviously. So what we're going to do is we're going to scheme our entire team against Giannis. And then what we're going to do is we're going to float around to Drew, you know, sort of sort of the second option in that role after, you know, Giannis sort of gets flustered a little bit. We'll say that if that happens. So then it goes to Drew. So then you're still focused on Giannis a bit. And then you got to focus on Drew. And then it's just then there's Chris like, OK, what do we do? Yeah. With maybe zero guys on him on the weak side. And. That's what. That's where he's going to need to thrive. He's going to need to thrive as a tertiary option. He can still be a play. He can be a secondary. He can be a tertiary playmaker, even primary in some uh, some sort of sets. But that's where he be maximized, right? Like he's going to be asked to do less. So we're going to see less sort of like Chris forcing things as we saw late in that Sacramento game. And we're going to see him put up just ungodly numbers because he's not going to be really defended. 
this is like yeah. I'm bringing it back to Drew again. You have to send two guys at minimum at Giannis, and then you have to focus on Drew as well. So who is gonna guard Chris Middleton? Who? Like, there's only five guys on the court for the defense. Yeah, no, and I think this could be a, a really nice way to. I mean, his Chris's handle issues are are obvious, right? I think probably easily to identify that as the weakest part of his game especially just if you look at his offense. So he's gotten better. if you can get, he's gotten a little better, but it's still, I mean, it, out of everything he does offensively, if you ignore the defense and, and some questions there, like his shooting from anywhere is great. His finishing has improved. I think his finishing is better than his handle relatively. The handle is the weak point. So get Chris the ball with open space. So there's not as much pressure on him defensively. I mean, if you think back to those ugly Raptors games, Chris was able to get shut down because the defense was able to really hone in on him. And I think like what you're saying, that shouldn't, that shouldn't be an option for teams anymore. So I think now what I think this is the experiment that Bud's kind of been running all year is like, he really tests like how much, (laughs) um, how much I'm trying to think of a generous way to put this non-beneficial players on offense that Drew can carry in Drew and bench lineups or like Drew and and Lopez and bench lineups. And I feel like the test is like, if we can get Drew and a lot of guys who aren't Chris and Giannis to be net positive, then we can always keep Giannis out there with Chris. And I think like Chris running a pick and roll, he's actually got some pretty good chemistry with Brooke Lopez too. But again, it's, it's the same philosophy of like, make it so nobody can entirely lock in on Chris Middleton. And if Giannis can be out there in all of Chris's minutes, then there's already going to be a less expectation on Chris. There's already going to be, like if you send a double at this guy, all he has to do is find anybody and the rest of the players are now playing four on three. And when one of the four is Giannis, that's a really bad position for the defense. So I think Drew and Bench slash, you know, Dante and and Lopez, whatever, non Drew and Drew being the only big three guy able to carry lineups, is huge for the Bucks because then you can always keep Chris out there as at least the second guy. And I think that's probably what you want to do. I don't think you want a ton of Chris as the first guy. And again, in big playoff games, I don't care if he's the only starter out there against like Sacramento, but I think in against the Nets, like keep Chris and Giannis together as much as possible. I think that's going to be beneficial for both players. For sure. And that's, that's what he's going to have to do now. Like he's going to have to be sort of, you know, I don't want to say minimized because minimized makes him seem like he's not actually a good player. No, he's got to slide him down the totem yeah, pole. Chris, one. Chris still it. commands attention. I wouldn't consider him a third option in playoff time. I'm not saying that he's a third option. I guess I sort of am saying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I, yeah, you're not, like, you're not saying it as an indictment of Chris. Play. It's just a fact. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because that's like you have to give what the defense gives you. <laughs> you can't just say like, "Oh, oh, Chris, you have like three guys on you. It's your turn. You're you're our secondary option here. Let's go. Let's go do this thing." No, <laughs> if they're focusing on Giannis and Drew, then that means Chris, you're the third option, <laughs> right? That's that's kind of how it, it's. It's not like that's what I'm saying. It's not an indictment on Drew. Like, I, not an indictment on Chris. Excuse me. I'm all over the place. It's just gonna let's uh, it's an adjustment. Well, yeah, you're good. It, it's, let's it's gonna I think that's a yeah. Yeah, I think uh I think that's the the Chris outlook right now is he's he's slumping a little bit. We think he can get out of it, and Drew becoming more on ball should should theoretically be a good thing for Chris. 
Have you, have and you thought about any why. sales or anything or should we go right to buying? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to go straight to buying and that is why I'm buying a Chris Middleton. Oh, Oh, look at you. Okay. Believe in it. Yeah. I guess we, uh, I guess we, yeah. Oh, I'm a non-believer now, huh? Yep. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, Fair, fair enough. Uh, I'm buying a Drew on the other side. That's why I wanted to make a move. I felt like to honor this occasion of Drew Holiday signing, I had to buy a share of Drew. So I will invest one for 23. Uh, I have 15 left to spend. You have two left to spend. We've joked about, um, you know, who I would I would buy in this situation. I've got to think about it and make the numbers work. I think you know what low lift pickup I'm going to make here momentarily, Rohan. But and you got a let's go from Justin for believing in, in Chris Milton. Um, who do you want to spend your two dollars on? I said I wasn't going to do this privately to you. Oh, uh, oh, <laughs> but I might have to. I'm going to buy two Jeff Teagues. Oh, look at you. Um, it's a we're good making day. his identifier. I can't, I can't Jeff, hate on anyone way. today. Yes. <laughs> absolutely incredible uh yeah jeff teague's on the team now uh he's officially on the team yeah we didn't really mention this uh because last episode we were sort of like what's what's happening (laughs) with the point guard situation (laughs) still no news on dj all right it's dj oh my goodness austin rivers he hasn't signed anywhere i think uh Yeah, let's circle back to the point guard stuff here. I want to make my last moves. I'm going to buy uh, one Wara, one Merrill, one Teague. I'm going in on the young guys. I've liked what I've seen a lot lately. Uh, I'm just I, like Merrill's been good when he's played. Now Wara's suddenly in the rotation again and looking like maybe uh, he should have been all along. Maybe everybody was right there. Um, he's been playing, I think, very well. There's definitely some rookie mistakes and, and you know, that, that stuff's going to happen with a young player, but I'm glad he's getting run. Like he can clearly contribute. And I like Teague as well. I like the way he's looked, man. Like he seems like a different player now that he is no longer in Boston. I think just some negative energy with Boston and point guards. I feel like every point guard who has not been on the Celtics, then been on the Celtics, like they always look better when they're not on the Celtics. Like Marcus Smart might leave Boston and be like a no doubt all NBA player or something with the rate of, uh, of how this has gone. So I am just very excited for Teague being able to contribute 15 minutes of, you know, probably knock down an open shot here or there, but more importantly, moving the ball. And I think we've, we've already seen it. Like he's penetrated a little bit and found like dunker spot players. He's found shooters. Pretty sure he had five assists in the game against the Kings after having two assists on against Portland. So in his first two games, seven assists for Jeff Teague, already more, way more per game than he averaged with Boston. Um, I'm a fan. I think hopefully he's not playing a big role come playoff time, but I think he's played pretty well so far. Yeah, it's hard to really complain given like we can talk like – is this the right move or whatever beforehand? But right now, it seems it seems like it's it's going okay. Uh, they desperately needed a backup point guard. It's clear now that Jeff Teague is sort of actually playing well in the system. It's really missing when they traded DJ Augustine in a way. Yeah. Um, 
So it, it's been good to see Drew, uh, Drew, Jeff Teague sort of fitting in in those minutes when Drew is not on the floor, just sort of being a guy who's capable of, you know, calming things down, being able to dish the ball. And he looks quick. He's still quick. Yeah, he looks spry. Spry, my favorite word this season. He looks spry out there. That's not what he is anymore. He's not if he ever was. Uh, but that's just asking a lot from someone yeah. who's probably two blocks, not going to see a lot Two blocks of against Portland. He did have two blocks against Portland, which was wild to see. Did He, he block like Norm Powell on a drive at one point, which was wild. I, th- uh, I thought he blocked Dame. Did he block Norm or Dame? Oh, did he block Dame? It might have been Dame. I thought he blocked Dame, Dame, but I could be wrong. Or it could yeah. have been both. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, two of them. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, see, he's not going to be playing a lot, hopefully, uh, when the games really matter. Uh, it's because hopefully Drew Holiday is out there just dominant in, mm. in the regular yeah. season. Like, he's fine. Yeah, no, totally agree. So I think as we get ready to, uh, we have to do shorts at some point as well, but uh, we're all out of monies now. Uh, actually, let's do shorts first. Let's do shorts before we get to kind of the, the last roster spot is what is what is remaining to talk about, right? Like, is it Rivers? Is it going to be Macklemore? We'll find out. We, we actually just, we don't know to spoiler alert. We don't, we don't have a scoop coming later, uh, but we'll talk about what we think and, and what we would like to see. Um. I'm going to short Pat Connaughton. Uh, everyone knows I love Pat. We recorded a whole podcast about how much we defend Pat. Just hasn't looked the greatest lately. I think he's in a little bit of a shooting slump. Uh, and she's like with PJ Tucker out, he's just asked to do a lot. Although with Portis back now, it might be minimized. So this might be a bad short, but I'm going to short Pat. And again, I hope this is a nice reverse jinx and he goes and hits four threes in, in the game against the Warriors just, just for me. Yeah, it's he had to go out there after we went out there and recorded a whole pod, like you mentioned, about how he's not games in uh, of this season. Um, yeah, it, it's weird. We didn't see yeah. Portland Pat. We usually see Portland Pat, but he yeah, didn't really show up. Um, maybe maybe he's saving he's saving it for, it for Boston. <laughs> um, I don't even know who to short here. I might have to. I might short. I might short Wara. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. He is. He's definitely a, a fly too close to the sun kind of player. Yeah. Yeah. If he's going to be seeing a lot of run lately, like we saw mistakes, he he was not great uh, offensively or defensively in terms of his shot selection, sort of rotational awareness in the early parts of that game in parts of his run. Uh, which is, again, it's understandable. He is a rookie. He hasn't played a lot of NBA minutes. But he did get better as the game went along. Credit to Bud. He actually kept him in there, let him re- uh, learn from his move. Immediately pull him so he doesn't learn anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kept him in there, and he actually turned it around and played well. Even earned... It's... We're going to see some more mistakes. That's just... It's going to happen. So I feel like this is a safe bet. I don't disagree. Uh, I think it's it's really really good logic from you there. Um, quietly, I feel like a pretty good bud week. No, like I, I think I kind of mostly liked what I saw. I mean, there's obviously always going to be some some warts and some issues, but I think overall, 
I, I like the coaching this yeah, week. I think it was reflected the only, in like, the market. Real, oh, yeah. he went down and then up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I agree. It's been yeah, it's been. I kind right. of forgot about it's that. Been, but overall, overall, yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Do we yeah, have anything? We like to see stocks? that. We like to see that. Um, no, I think it's just the the last roster spot now, which I guess. Austin Rivers maybe signing. We just we literally have heard nothing about this guy since the Bucks were the leaders in the clubhouse, so to speak, to sign him. I think I don't know if Teague looking good makes it less likely, but I feel like it, it definitely has made it feel less urgent, which is hilarious because we were so gung ho about they better not lose Rivers for Teague and Teague plays two okay games, and already I can feel myself like ah, I feel a lot less passionate about Austin Rivers now. I think I'd still like to add him the most out of everyone out there, especially because. He's not strictly a point guard positionally, but now Ben McLemore is available. He hasn't been that great this year. I think Rivers over McLemore for me, but Rohan, what are you thinking about the last roster spot and these buyout options? I'd still love to see Austin Rivers on the team. I think he is priority number one because uh, I think he, even though we've seen like Jeff T and he still provides more uh, than what Jeff Teague is doing though. Like you're saying, like Jeff, right? Like he's he's making it like less of a urgent need. I'll say that. But the Macklemore uh, possibly being available for Milwaukee, like he is available. He's been waived. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. We're seeing he's really struggled this year in Houston, but who hasn't uh, with this Houston yeah. team? Uh, it's three point one percent from three. 43.1% from two. Uh, it's under eight points the game. Just he's shooting like, like around five times a game. Or, excuse me, seven times a game. It's it's not been great. This is by far the worst stretch of his, you know, actual career. Uh, but like I mentioned, this year is not it for anyone in Houston. Uh, we've seen like even PJ Tucker was struggling and then he comes out just you know completely looks like a rejuvenated player before he got hurt and then i don't know we maybe could see the same with mclemore like he does provide like he's another wing that's you know tested and proven right and that's like you can't really have too many of those and if if austin rivers is not actually coming to milwaukee i would not be opposed to ben mclemore signing at all yeah, I think I agree entirely. I, what I like about Macklemore is he's almost reminds me a little bit of Tucker and just the fact that like the adjective that comes to mind is hard-nosed with Macklemore. I feel like I trust him defensively in I don't want to say big moments. Like, I don't think he's a closing five kind of player, but I do like I think he holds up on defense. I think the shot probably going to fall a lot more in Milwaukee than it was in Houston. Uh, the Rockets are literally a basketball wasteland right now, but this was a guy that I wanted to come back and like variations of, of trades we were looking at. Like I think one of the deals we looked at way back when was like a Brooke Lopez for PJ Tucker and stuff or something like that. I don't remember exactly now, but I do remember like the salary kind of worked for Macklemore to be in there too. And I was like, Oh, would like to take a flyer on him as a two way wing. You can play defense and hit some threes and is someone that you said you kind of, you kind of believe in, even if the numbers aren't great. So I don't know if I'd rather have Rivers or Macklemore. I think I, don't, I think it's a little hard to go wrong. I feel like both are pretty good options for the Bucks at this point. I thought point guard just felt more like there was more of a desperate need there. 
but I think Teague has looked good. I think Merrill's looked okay when he plays. Obviously, Drew is going to play, you know, the, the main, the main minutes there. And that's thank, thank God for that as kind of full circle here. Thank God he's extended. So yeah, I guess I don't feel that strongly. I think probably a higher ceiling with Macklemore, higher floor with Rivers, but I, I would like one of them for sure. Just it doesn't look like there's going to be that many more plus players made available uh, before the, you know, for the rest of the buyout market, I'll say. Yeah, like could potentially be available is the ghost of Marcus. He's he's seemed a little oh. unhappy with Andre oh. Drummond. Huh. Uh, he's even said like, uh, we'll see uh, for him finishing out the season with the Lakers. I think that was a point blank <laughs> question that was asked to him. <laughs> uh, That's amazing. Um, At an Andre Drummond's first start, even though uh, Drummond got hurt against Milwaukee, uh, Marcus All still did not play <laughs> until like garbage time. Realistically, uh, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I would, I would not like that signing for Milwaukee. Uh, maybe just to get him off of another team, just out of fear. Uh, <laughs> but uh, just, just previous wounds, I guess. But I, I would take him for even... sure. Actually. I would, would take him. I mean, I feel like, yeah, if you run into a big man that you're is like, especially I think Embiid and no to, to play defense and pass. That's all he's interested in doing. Like he is, he's not interested in scoring anymore. He's past that part of his career. He just, he doesn't care about it. You know what? I'm fine with it. Everyone has peculiar tastes in the world. I'm not going to shame Mark Gasol for not being a big points guy. I think his defense and passing is still quite good. I think you can do a lot worse for like an emergency play big man. But also, it seems like he's a little unhappy with not playing, so maybe it won't actually work. But I do think like he's still a, a moderately good player. I just think it wasn't a great fit there, and they just wanted more from him than he was able or willing to provide. Yeah, he's not going to really play uh, a ton. Like, I've- yeah, rotation uh, and Giannis, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't that's think that point, signing yeah. would even occur. Uh, I don't know. You could also uh, sign Rivers and Macklemore by cutting a player. Uh, I think uh, late. Ah, I wonder what player would be a good Actually, fit to cut. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. The team, I guess, doesn't even like because they, they don't mention him at all. Uh, I think next week, I think April 13th is when they can sign both players and stay under the tax. Uh, even after cutting a player, I believe. Oh, so good to know. Maybe we'll see. Some okay, news. maybe we'll see some news next week. Maybe that's if what they're waiting the Bucks, for. With Rivers. I was gonna say if the Bucks talked any of these buyout guys into just chilling on the couch for a while to wait until they could sign Karuks and duck the tax this year, because clearly they're going to be in the tax next year. So I don't, I don't think ducking the tax this year is about whatever, like. Four million or whatever it would be, it's a repeater tax move, which I I do kind of get. I don't love it, but I kind of get it. If they were able to talk Rivers and Macklemore or somebody else into just chilling for a couple weeks until they can sign them, that is two more upstocks for Horst. Like that would be an incredible power play. I'm not going to hold out hope that that's the case, but that would be like absolute boss moves. Like I would have to give it up. Like they made the cheapness and the best possible upgrades happen simultaneously. That's not easy to do. Yeah, like Horst might actually be like an elite GM at this point. Or is that is that a lot? Potentially, potentially, potentially. Like he he's he's potentially. He's proven I'm that not he's there. Actually, like he might maybe this outside. Very good. 
there's this upside. Like there, there are the mistakes we've seen. Uh, <laughs> we've seen the mistakes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some of the contract structures are a little, little dicey. Yeah. Uh, but, player option guy, big player option guy. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe that's what you have to do. Doesn't get these players to sign. Who knows? We don't really know the ins and outs of that. Um, I don't know. Uh, really? I, thought, that, I don't know. Everyone, everyone on Twitter seems to be in the negotiation room when they grade these deals, Rohan. So I don't know. Yeah, you could convince, I, maybe we do uh, know. You convince Drew Holiday to take like 20 mil or something, apparently. Because who's Yeah, I'm surprised the NBA teams haven't, haven't thought of that more of like, hey, what if we give you less money? Would that be... Would that work? Uh, I think a lot of a lot of armchair GMs are convinced they're really onto something with that uh, that strategy. Yeah, it's it's. Would take it this way: Would you, as a player, turn down? Uh, would you Would you want more money or less money? I mean, less money. I, I don't know. Is it worse? Is less money worse? It's hard to say. I mean. Who can say, Rohan? Less money. Who knows? Uh, if you test free agency, you might get. You might not even get that. That's true. Yeah, I think uh, I think negging is uh, probably not the great strategy. Some people seem to think it is. Just a distrust in terms of like, oh, we don't think you're worth this much. Go. For keeping players. Yeah, right. Like that's how you build a strong relationship. Just say a bunch of negative stuff, really make them feel bad about themselves and then go, ah, Give you twenty five million a year, I guess. Even with all these warts and everything, Drew. It's, it's you know, I'm, I'm a good guy. So here, yeah. My goodness. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Drew Holiday yeah. has signed. I, that's we went full circle, and I think now we've officially covered everything. Yeah, I will say, uh, good teams, good franchises like Milwaukee actually get their players to stay. Mm. Unlike some other. Oh. oh, there's the clip unload I knew would be coming at some point. I mean, who's left this? T- I mean, technically Brogdon, but I know I, I didn't mean to get back there again. Yeah, technically, technically Brogdon, but that was sort of that was the Bucks control. Realistically, like if an actual player like left yes. an act like unrestricted free agency. For to take like us as Wes Matthews. Yeah, I guess Robin Lopez, but he got more money. Not the kind of players you're worried about. It's the uh, the yeah. conclusion, I think. Not your best players aren't leaving this team uh, to play for another team, another franchise. That's not what this team does. They keep their good players. I wish uh, if only every other franchise could say that. Time maybe they wouldn't be so salty about things. Yeah, but then they wouldn't have as much cap space in two years, Rohan. So, I mean, kind of evens out in the end, right? To oh, not yeah, sign these guys true. who all re-upped with the Bucks. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you win They're some, you lose some. always chasing. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, do we, do we have any last-minute last minute Drew things? Oh, the joke I was going to make. Oh, I said it's it's a timely that it's an Easter podcast because Brooke Lopez has resurrected his stock price. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Brooke Lopez, but there, that was there we- that was going to be my opening line pre-Drew. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. That's that's it. That's all I've got. Uh, we can. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It doesn't feel as good as it did earlier. So much going on, but no, I think I think I think now we're good. Okay, so uh, do we have anything? So let's we can wrap this up here. Here live on locker room. Say everyone who's here, thank you, thank you for listening live. We do this every Sunday, and if you're listening to this on podcast form, so you can join in in all the fun and react with us when exciting things happen. So, you know, just chuck us a follow. But, you know, we still appreciate you if you're listening to this recorded on a pod. And just in general, thank you for listening to the Wire Podcast Network. If you did enjoy the show, please subscribe on your podcast platform. Just leave a rating on that. Tell all of your family and friends about the show. Check out the content, all of the content across the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Stay safe, everyone, so we can celebrate the Milwaukee Parade in Milwaukee with actual people. So please stay safe, and we will talk to you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.